Hey there, welcome to LSAT Demon Daily. Uh, I'm Nathan Fox, that's Ben Olson. Together we're the founders of LSATdemon.com and our weekly podcast, Thinking LSAT. This email says, uh, I'm just reading through your email regarding scholarships for 2021-22 cycle applicants and I have to share my amazing news, exclamation point. I was a Demon Live subscriber. I started with free in December of last year and I moved into live shortly thereafter and wrote my second LSAT in April. I went from a 146 diagnostic to a 166, so a 20 point improvement which is more and more common these days. My UGPA is unfortunately a 2.7, so that meant I needed to give it my best shot with the LSAT. And I I always kind of have to stop there and go, no, everyone needs to give it their best shot with the <laughs> yep. LSAT. And if you have a 4.0, it's like you need to get the best LSAT you can even more so that you can go to an even better law school. I, I don't really agree that if you have a low GPA, then you particularly need your best LSAT. Everybody needs their best LSAT, no matter what. Um, anyway, I applied early. Good job, Amy. A few short weeks after applying, I was one of the first round of applicants to receive an acceptance and a full ride exclamation point. Oh, from Penn State Dickinson exclamation point. Uh, This is another uh, Penn State Dickinson was out there early this year throwing out the full ride scholarships. Yeah, they were good job by them. Um, That is going to raise the prestige of their school because they're going to poach a bunch of the best applicants. Yep. Um, I just heard yesterday, some school saying, yeah, we don't really, uh, do any evaluations of applications until December. And I was like, well, okay, that's dumb of you. (laughs) Isn't it? Yeah. Because now other people are going to come in and take them. Yeah. That's dumb and lazy of you. Like if you have a school, like they have rolling admissions, so they're accepting applications in September, but they're not. (laughs) Why are they not going out and trying to get some of those really good applicants? Why wouldn't you be offering admission to people in September to try to preclude them from applying to other schools? Because as soon as they get that offer, some people are going to throw in the towel and say thank you and accept it. I'm not saying that's smart, but it's going to (laughs) happen. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. I just hear these schools that are like apparently not playing the game very well. Um, th- that was in class last night. I think it was Loyola Chicago specifically mm. that was like, no, nah, we, yeah, we, we don't thank you for your application, but we don't really, we don't really make any offers until December. I was like, what? Why wouldn't you? That's crazy. You have to have overqualified applicants. Why wouldn't you offer them a scholarship and just see if you could get them to commit? Yep. Um, I also heard from KU, uh, Kansas, uh, had an undergrad at Kansas telling me that the KU law school is, um, they really are, they're, 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 they say we, if you take the LSAT multiple times, we, um, we think that you're just trying to game the system. So we really only look at your uh, first <laughs> score. Well, that is fucking stupid on their part. Yeah, so it's that either, so it's either a lie. It's either a lie or, <laughs> yeah, or be. it's extraordinarily stupid, right? Because what are you going to do? You're yes. going to pass up a 170 because their initial score was a 158. And you're worried that they're gaming the system. That's the kind of players you, you can't want on game your team. the system. You can get better at the LSAT and then score higher. Yeah. So it's not gaming the system anyway, but even if it was, 
you're still stupid because even if it was gaming the system, you're going to get to report their higher LSAT on your 509, which is going to raise the profile of your school according to U.S. News. Yeah, I don't really understand. Like, they just haven't thought through these things or they're, they're like overly concerned about nefariousness or something. It's weird, too, because if you actually go from a 158 to a 170, your substantive skills have improved. So it's not it's not a it's not yeah. a joke. It's not like, oh, well, you worked harder and oh, I can't believe just what are you doing? <laughs> Well, I got no, smarter. You can't fake it. You can't game it. You can learn how to actually understand the shit you're reading. Which is great for like You learn real skills. Yeah. Anyway, I don't want to tell these people how to do their business. I just, when I hear that from people, I'm like, oh, well, okay. Like they're allowed to be dumb. Like they're allowed to make bad decisions yeah. in the admissions office. Yep. Other schools aren't going to make those same bad decisions though. And, you know, think about what kind of a school you want to go to. Do you want to go to a school that's like on the way up or do you want to go to a school that's stagnant or potentially on the way down? And if you hear them making dumb decisions, I would just be like, okay, well, that's dumb of you. But (laughs) I don't know. That's not certainly wouldn't attract me to that school. Anyhow. Amy continues. She's got her first full ride offer in hand from Penn State Dickinson. She says, I'm 15 years out of university and going back to school is risky for me in terms of financing. So I knew I couldn't pay full tuition, exclamation point. I still have my top two schools to apply to as they only open up on October 1st. She says, let's not forget about these schools when you talk about only applying in September. And I I suppose we should make note of that, that we really want you to apply at the beginning of the cycle. If you are applying to schools that don't open their applications until October, then fine. October is still the beginning of the cycle. Um, But if that school opened up on September 1st and you're not applying until October, I think you're lining up behind other people who already have by now uh, scholarships in hand. I mean, we saw scholarships in September this year. Yep. Like the second week of September, we saw scholarships this year. Yeah, Amy has a scholarship and she hasn't even applied. To these other schools yeah, that are opening exactly. up in October. Yeah. Um, so many offers are already on the table, exclamation point, exclamation point. I'm so thankful the demon taught me early applications are key to not paying for law school. I'm not paying for law school. Three exclamation points. Hmm. Thanks, Amy. Uh, And then she sent an update. Nathan, since writing this email, I've just received a call from University of Missouri School of Law letting me know that I've been accepted and to watch out for my scholarship offer in the mail this week. Three, no, four exclamation points on that. That's Amy. Amy's excited. You know, anything else? This is awesome. Go ahead. And I'm, (laughs) I'm glad that she got these full tuition scholarships. And we talk about this all the time. Of course, the tagline of LSAT Demon is don't pay for law school. I just don't want people to forget about the second part of these scholarships, which is not just the, the money you get, but the conditions that come along with it. Yeah. So, you know, she, she said here, and this is actually true for everyone, but she says, I'm 15 years out of university and going back to school is risky for me in terms of financing. So I knew I couldn't pay full tuition. Well, great. But if you get a full tuition offer that has so many conditions that you're likely to lose it, or at least more likely to lose it than another one, 
um, you may end up paying full tuition later. So yeah, be careful. Yeah. Be, be careful. Be a lawyer, read the fine print. Some of these offers are going to say you have to remain in good academic standing, or they might say you need to maintain a 3.0 and a 3.0 might sound easy, but it's possible that the average GPA mandatorily is 2.7. Some schools have a B minus curve. It's actually, or not B minus, wait, B minus. Yeah, that's a B minus. Some schools have a B minus curve where the professors are actually required to give an average grade of B minus, which means that the average GPA there is going to be 2.7, which means that it can be really hard to maintain that 3.0. So just make sure that whatever scholarship you end up taking, uh, make sure you know what kinds of stipulations come attached to that. And if you're going to a school where the average GPA is 2.7, you should not presume that it's going to be easy for you to get a 3.0. I mean, that's going to be like one third of the class or one quarter of the class that's able to get a 3.0 if the curve is 2.7. Yeah. That's a gotcha type of a thing. So just make sure you're looking at all these stipulations, but definitely do take one of these full ride offers. I think Amy's going to have other full ride offers to choose from. Yeah. And she can look at those stipulations. She can frequently negotiate some of those stipulations away or she can just choose a school that's not gonna have that kind of a gotcha you know pull the rug out from under a scholarship student yep cool uh oh email daily at lsatdemon.com if you'd like to ask us a question or share some lsat or law school admissions news thanks for listening (laughs) 